I want you, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Psalm chapter 11. Sorry, not Psalm chapter 11. Psalm chapter 100. Psalm chapter 100. And I'm going to read the whole thing. It's short. It's only five verses. Psalm chapter 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I'm going to tell you something about the psalm. The psalms. The psalms are considered to be, of all the, the, the Hebrew literature, are the most universal. In other words, they speak to all people in all conditions for all time. And I have a lot of psalms that I want to read. And so one thing that you could be sure of regarding the psalms is they are applicable to you. Now, obviously, some involve particular stories, um, you know, that, that you, it's important to, to also know, like, the context of what you're reading. But the psalms are extremely universal and, and have an, a universal application for all who are reading it. Specifically, I want to talk about specifically a group of psalms where Psalm 100 is found, uh, 90 to 106. Those are psalms that are about our temporary dwelling here on the earth. In other words, those psalms in particular guide and direct our life on earth before we go to heaven. Now, wouldn't you know which psalm is included in Psalm from Psalm 90 to Psalm 106, my very favorite, Psalm 91. So if you're ever curious, was Psalm 91 for us today? The answer is absolutely yes, because not only are the Psalms universal, all of them, but particularly, particularly Psalm 90 to 106 are regarding our journey here on this earth. Um, so that's why you know there's not going to be any sickness in heaven. That is for sure. Um, and I'm going to read another Psalm, Psalm 105, starting at verse one, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory to, in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he pronounced. O descendants of Abraham, his servant. Now, we know from the book of Galatians that if we are in Christ Jesus, we are children of Abraham. So we know specifically, again, because Psalm 105 is one of the ones in that grouping, very applicable and relevant for us. Now, there is a lot of, of words here. I want to talk specifically about three different kinds of, of, of worship that we bring to the Lord. There's thanksgiving, there's praise, and then there's worship. And you know what I love about Psalm 105 is that it gives you some guidelines about, because, you know, you know uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, the songs, 
that they write today, you know. But listen, what are the songs including? Do they give thanks to the Lord? Do they sing of his acts, of his miracles, of his wonders? Um, do they, are you giving him glory? Are you seeking his face? Are you seeking his strength? Think of a lot of the songs that, that we sing. They include all that stuff. You know, like, like the song that we sing miracles about the miracles he's done. That's in the scripture. You have to sing about that. Songs that give thanks to the Lord. Songs that say that, 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 that anything's possible, that nothing's impossible with God. Songs that talk about, um, you know, like the song, you are my strength. That's specifically, that's actually from the Psalms. So, you know, be careful, be very careful when you assume that modern songs aren't good or that we shouldn't sing them, that we should only sing hymns. What do the songs say? Are they from scripture? Are they, because again, Psalm 105, if you're taking notes, write that down. Psalm, Psalm 105, one to six, right? Make known among the nations what he has done. Songs that declare about the Lord. That's what we need to be singing. And, and you have to be careful. You cannot let, and that's why I'm extremely, um, I call, I, I've been assigned as the lyric police because I am so, um, particular about the lyrics of certain songs. I do not, I will never share a song with you that has any questionable lyric because in the same way that you don't want to confess something that's opposite to the word of God, you also don't want to sing something that's opposite to the word of God. So you have to be, there, there are certain songs and sometimes the song is great, but there's like one line that's weird. So we change it. And then you're like, why are you changing the song? I, I will not, we cannot have the congregation sing out of their mouth, something that is in contrast with sound doctrine. So when you're singing songs, be sure that you have sound doctrine included in, in, in those songs. I want, let me read a little bit more. Uh, turn to first Chronicles, uh, chapter 16, because this is again, talking about praising. Uh, I'm glad, um, you're enjoying it, Maria. You're right, Jew. Awkward songs. I, I, oh man, do you know how many songs there are that I love them, but there's like one line, like even sometimes like two words and I'm like, oh, I just ruined it. <laughs> and it, sometimes it's hard to like, like switch around lyrics and make them fit because songs have like cadences to them and they have like, songs are not just, um, I know the Psalms are actually meant to be sung, by the way, they're written, um, they're written to be sung. But anyways, I'm not going to get too far into that because then I really will never finish. Um, Jill, I, please do not get a ticket. <laughs> please. Um, Steph, yeah, that's, um, can I tell you? Okay, look, see, <laughs> the problem with that song, if you're, if you're referring to, <sighs> people who are not saved and you're talking about Jesus leaving the 99 who are saved to go after the one who isn't saved. Sure. But if I'm a, if I'm a born again, Christian, why am I singing that? Why, why does God have to come after me? I should be seeking him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Knock and the door will be answered to you. Why is he chasing after me? Why, why do I keep going astray? If I keep going astray, there's a problem that I have to address. That if God has to keep breaking down walls to come and find me, there's a problem. Anyways, 
Thanks a lot, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't throw that song at me and have me not talk about it. And I used to like it. When it came out, I liked it. But then I realized there's some there's some messy doctrine in that song and I, I we don't sing it. Anyways. First Chronicles 16, verse 8. Uh, give thanks to the Lord. Right? So again, this is how how do we praise? What, so so again, um, if you're wondering, if you're wondering, um, you know, why do we sing the songs we do? And why do we sing fast songs? And why do they have to be fast? And what? It's not, we know, Steph, and, and we miss you, but we're, I'm really glad you're on here today. Um, you think that, that, that pastors just woke up one day and said, hey, let's do it this way. No, it comes from the scripture. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Do you know what rejoicing is not? This is not rejoicing. That's not rejoicing. Do you know? <laughs> um, I was watching a football game the other day. I am not like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not super expressive. My team, I remember once my team won the Stanley Cup and I was, I was, sitting with a bunch of friends and I didn't even move. I was just like, <laughs> and the people are like, but what happened? Some of the girls were, were in the kitchen. They're like, what happened? Did they win or not? You didn't even, you didn't even shout. So I'm not super expressive. Um, but the other day, um, I was watching football and, and there was like a really like key time of the game. And my team got a massive interception and I was like, woo! I like jumped up. That's how you can't, you can't rejoice. Um, that's when I used to like hockey. You can't rejoice quietly. You know, I, I, even if, because like I said, even though I'm not super expressive, I still shouted, you know, rejoicing. You rejoice loudly. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I was giggling. It's true. Because like I said, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I'm being honest with you. Because I know a lot of people are like, you know, I'm not that expressive. I'm not either. But you, when you rejoice, it's like you're, 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 you can't like be, do that quietly. You know, why do you have to sing loudly? Why? Well, that's because I was filled with the joy of the Lord, Lynn. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm on the drums, it's like, you know, there, there, there's an anointing there. Um, because that's what music does. You know, look, look what it says in, in 2 Kings chapter 3, uh, verse 14. It says, um, verse 15, but now, so this is Elisha speaking, bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. There was an anointing that came upon that music. So music, for, for whatever reason, the world has taken music from the house of God and turned it into, well, what it has turned it into. But music is created by God for him to bring him praise to everything I said. I'm going to keep, there's more. First uh, uh, Chronicles 16, 23, sing to the Lord, proclaim his salvation, declare his glory among the nations. For great is the Lord and most worthy to be praised. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy in his dwelling place. I mean, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord, verse 29, in the splendor of his holiness. 
There is a, a, a way to, to do it. That's why we do it the way we do it, right? Verse 42 of First Chronicles 16. I know I'm kind of going fast, but I want to make sure to get through everything. Heman and Jeduthun were responsible, this would have been me, for the sounding of the trumpets and cymbals and for the playing of the other instruments for sacred song. Why do we use instruments? You know, I went to a church one time. We were in, um, oh my goodness, were, were we in, where were we? Was it Vermont? It might have been Vermont. And because, you know, we're Christians, we go to church on Sunday. So we went to this church. It was, um, I apologize, I forget the denomination. And we go to the church and they, they, we, we went to sing. They had no instruments, nothing. Not a piano, not an organ, not even a tambourine, nothing. Uh, because they didn't believe in musical instruments. Well, I'm not sure what Bible they're reading because David specifically assigned people, assigned people to play instruments, trumpets, uh, uh, cymbals, uh, everything, you know, a, a, a joyful noise. There's, it's, you know, it's loud. Trumpets, have you ever seen a trumpet? My cousin John Anthony plays a trumpet. It's not quiet. It is not quiet. And neither are cymbals. So, so again, you know, why do, why do you have to, uh, why do we sing loud songs? Why do people jump around? What you think, I'm telling you, there are Christians out there who literally think we just make stuff up and, and we just have like worldly traditions or like man-made traditions. Ah, it wasn't a Mennonite church, Lynn. It was, ah, man, what was that denomination? And it was so awkward because like it's like it's weird to sing without music i i don't know and again i want to make something clear it's not that you cannot sing without music it's not that you're like let's say um i don't know the power goes out and the sound system goes off it doesn't mean it's like we have to go home and we can't sing anymore no no you could still sing but what i'm trying to say is there's a reason why we have instruments there's a reason why we have a band it wasn't Calvinist either, Paul. It was like a church of God of something. Man, I wish I could remember it. And then it was like, anyways, it was just super awkward. But, you know, whatever. God bless them. Um, they're, they're, they're good people. They just, they, they, I think they just um, have a misunderstanding. It might have been Church of Christ. It might have been Church of Christ, Lynn. I think you're right. Um, you know, music. First Chronicles 23.5. 4,000, listen to this, this is, these are people assigned, 4,000 are to be gatekeepers, that's why we have ushers, Jim, if you're out there, looking at you, <laughs> and all of our wonderful ushers, like Lisa, my mom, you're all great, 4,000 are to be gatekeepers, and 4,000 are to pray, 4,000 are to praise the Lord with the musical instruments I have provided for that purpose. Well, John, that's why we need loud music to drown out people like me and you who don't have great voices. 4,000 of them for musical instruments provided for that purpose. Why do you have, uh, um, why do people stand at the door? Oh, I don't know. Because the Bible said that they have to, and also for safety purposes. People are just, I'm telling you, they just want every excuse to not do what the Bible says and to make up their own stuff. 
You know, I, I want to read this. Um, where did I write it down? Right here. Romans chapter 12. You know, there is a responsibility. That's right. God doesn't care what you sound like. He just wants to hear your praise. So sing as loud as you want. Top of your lungs. Romans 12 verse 1. Because I look at so many Christian artists and I could tell. I could tell that they are trying to be like the Christian artists they see in the world. And it's like I said, music is anointed for the purposes of giving glory to God and the world has distorted it. And then instead of looking to the word to say, hey, how should we conduct ourselves in the house of the Lord? No, they go and they, 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 they have their, their, uh, anyways, <laughs> whatever. I'm not, I don't want to like specifically call out people. Um, you know, their, their backwards hats and their, their sweatpants. Get, get a pair of jeans at least, for goodness sakes. Like, what is this? You know, there's a, there's a show I watch. I won't say which one. Um, hey, Johnny, you're here. I was talking about trumpets before, how great they are. Um, I'm not going to say which one, but one of the characters uh, shows up with um, wearing sweatpants and the other guy's like, you know, so, so you're just basically telling the world, I've given up. <laughs> that's, that's, what it, that's what you're saying. And you're going to stand on the holy platform of the Lord, you know, looking like you haven't done laundry in a week. Like, you know, and then you're like, well, God looks at the heart. Yeah. And what is your heart saying to the Lord? That you don't care. Johnny, I was talking about how trumpets are, the Lord uses trumpets for his worship. So, so we love them. And, you know, and they're not quiet. I'm sure that you, from all the practice you must have done over the years. You know, you know that show, Mary Ellen? I'm not going to say which one. But nevertheless, um, you know, what is your heart saying to the Lord? Is your heart saying to the Lord, I am taking very seriously this responsibility to lead people uh, uh, into singing and giving glory to God? I, that's exactly it, John. You know, and again, it, it's like, and like I said, who, who are you? Who are you standing in front of? You're standing in front of the Lord, but people are looking at you. You know. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Yeah, you know, Mary Ellen mentioned an orchestra. How are orchestras dressed? How is the, the, the maestro dressed? <laughs> the maestro. <laughs> How are they dressed? Are they wearing sweatpants? We will, Pina. There will be a trumpet sound. The best trumpet sound. So Johnny is the second best trumpet. The first best trumpet is the trumpet signaling that it's time for us to meet Jesus in the air. Um, are they wearing sweatpants and backwards caps? It look like they haven't washed their hair in weeks. You know, it's like, you know, like, um, yeah, the women wear gowns. It's true. Like Shiva mentioned last week that, that, that what did God say? Take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. It, the worship was great, Johnny. You're right. We, we I, 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 it was, it was great. Great songs too. Anointed songs. You know, for where you're standing is holy ground. Have that kind of reverence. Look what it, say, it says in Romans chapter twelve, verse one. Therefore, I urge you, in view of God's mercy, to offer. 
to offer, I can't help it, Sheba, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I know I'm talking about the dress code again. Now, again, I mentioned it. I'm talking about when you're on stage as a musician. Because there are different people that come into the church. Uh, if we had a church dress code, I mean, I'm sure th- some people might not even have those clothes. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's, and I meant, like I mentioned last week, it's all about your heart and your attitude towards it. Do you care more about how you're dressed if you go to a wedding or how you're dressed uh, um, if you're going to a job interview? Right? Is that where you put the priority? Or do you say, I'm going to the house of the Lord today. I want to bring my best to him. And some people, their best clothes, it's all they have. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to go through this again. We talked about it last week. But, but I'm, I'm specifically talking about here, if you're on the platform, there needs to be a reverence for it. You know. Um, so let's keep reading. Psalm 22. I will declare your name to my brothers in the congregation, I will praise you. Oh, um, I don't understand why, um, you know, why we have to sing congregationally. You know, worship is a personal thing, you know, between you and the Lord. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because the Bible says so. And it repeats that scripture in Hebrews chapter 2. So what does that mean? It means it hasn't stopped. Where is Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. It's still applicable for us today. Hebrews 2, 12. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers in the presence of the congregation. I will sing your praises. You know, worship is, should be something personal. Well, you're... you're um... <laughs> That's okay, Mary Ellen. <laughs> Um, and you know, and music draws a lot of people in too, you know, music, there's something about music. Um, well, again, you know, because it's people always trying to challenge everything. They don't want to submit to anybody. They think they know everything. You know why I know the stuff I know? Because I study it. I don't know it because I woke up one day and just decided, Hey, uh, I think this, who cares what, what I think? doesn't matter. what my preference is you know i'm not i'm not a, a, a fancy dresser but i make an effort when i when i stand up on, on the platform and like i said it's hard when you play an instrument like i play there's certain clothes you just can't wear because it's not a, it's not practical um but you know i i i my heart posture is i, I respect the lord's house you know so in it, it i will declare In the congregation, I will praise you. Verse 25. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, will I fulfill my vows? There is something about corporate praise and worship. It's biblical. You know, we don't don't need to, to, to be at church to worship. No, we should be worshiping God all week long. But if you want to know why, why do we do things the way we do? Because the Bible tells us. 
The Bible tells us, right? Now, I want to talk about three aspects of, of, of you know, the music and the worship that we give. The first one is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving focuses on what God has done for you. So it's when you're thanking the Lord, when you're approaching the Lord. And that's how, um, you know, sorry, let me go back to Psalm 100 uh, because it, it, it provides the, the best, um, you know, the best outline. Oops. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. So you come into his, his presence thanking him, saying, you know, thank you, Lord, for, for what you've done. Thank you for providing for me. Uh, um, you know, thank you for your provision. Thank you for your love. Uh, everything, just just a, a, an attitude of thankfulness to the Lord. It focuses on what God has done for you. Praise focuses on God, who he is, and his works. So you're thanking God. Thank you that, you know, just like all the praise um, that I read in, in 1 Chronicles 16. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Declare his glory among the nations. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And by the way, that's verse 36. And after it says, then all the people said, amen, and praise the Lord. Why do you have people repeat stuff? Oh, I don't know. Because the Bible, I, I just laugh. I have to laugh. I don't think people read their Bibles. I'm just going to be frank. I don't think people read their Bibles. I don't. Because I don't understand um, how you could read your Bible, study your Bible, and not understand why we why we have church the way it is. Oh, you know, uh, church is like a, a man-made thing. You know, we shouldn't really have, we don't need to have services. Okay, then I don't know. I don't know what Bible you're reading. I really don't. <laughs> Loretta, you're here. We're, I was a little worried about you. It's okay. You're here. You made it. I just, I always worry that something happens. I don't know why. I'm just like that. I'm like, wait, where's Loretta? But she's here. Um, so, you know, it's like we don't, we don't make stuff up. We're not just doing it to waste your time on a Sunday morning. Trust that the pastors and the leadership know what they're talking about and understand what the word says. Let me read some more. I have, I have a few more because I, I want to, I want to bring this point home. Psalm 33, verse 1. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Oh, that's okay. Say hi to your grandson. Listen to verse 3. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Two things in there. One. It's okay to have new songs. We don't have to sing the same songs over and over again. In fact, we are commanded to sing new songs to the Lord and play skillfully. There's excellence there. We don't, you know, you don't walk. I don't know. Sheba, I'm going to be honest, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not sure what a lyre is. Is it like a, I'm sure it's some kind of stringed instrument. All of my very smart people in here are going to help me. To let me know what exactly a liar is. Um, play skillfully. Hone your craft. Take Have some respect for the instrument that you've been gifted to, to play. You know, a mini harp. There you go. It's like a harp. Okay. Well, we don't have one of those. Um, but, you know. 
I can't believe all of you guys knew and I had I had no idea. Anyways, like a xylophone? I used to play the xylophone. It's a rough instrument. Anyways, um have excellent. Put put um ah, it's the hey Erica, good to see you. It's the instrument the baby angels play. Alright, gotcha. <laughs> uh you guys are the best. You know, have some have some respect. For for you've been gifted with something. And you don't bother, you, you just, you never touch it unless you're scheduled to play. Uh, you don't take the time uh, uh, to, to learn. You know, you, that's why, why do you think we practice? We practice to become better at what we do. Excellence. Play skillfully. You know, and so don't be offended if you audition for the band and you don't know how to play an instrument. It's not because we're rejecting you. You, you have to know how to play. That's kind of a prerequisite. Um, same thing if you're going to be signing up for the choir, um, preferably, um, if you could probably hit the note, that would be beautiful if you could hit the note. Um, well, Lynn, I play the piano sort of well, not that well. And I play the guitar also sort of well, not that well. Um, I kind of, I was a music teacher for a long time, so I, I, I kind of brought other instruments in that I learned. Um, but drums is, is pretty much my, my thing. You know, I mean, we have people, um, you know, I think of our, I love our Italian orchestra, man. They've been playing forever. You know, they, they, they know how, <laughs> and I, you know, when, you know, at Christmas, when they all like do like the little Christmas music in the lobby, I love that. You know why it sounds good? Because they know how to play their instrument. That's why it sounds good. When we're all like, wow, we're all filming it with our phones. You want to know why? Because they know how to play it, it, it kind of a, a, a prerequisite to know how to play your instrument. So it's like, we're not, we're not, yeah, the bass player is 92. Man, he's been, he was playing professionally. Like these are, these are real people. Well, Lynn, I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, you know, these are, these are, these are musicians that, that dedicate themselves to music. So, so have excellence in what you're doing. Um, let's go to another one, Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Why do we sing out loud? That's why we sing out loud. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Come before him with music and song. Come, look at verse 6. Come, let us bow down in worship. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. <laughs> why, do, why do people bow? Why do people get on their knees? You know, why do you do that? Come, let us bow down in worship. Come, let us bow down in worship. Is there something I could pray for you, sister? Um, if you need prayer, I will be happy to pray for you. Um, look at Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Declare his glory among the nations. It's like the Psalms are like a, a um, you know, they're like a plethora of, of instruction of how to approach the Lord in praise, how to praise him, how to sing for, out loud, sing for joy, come in with thanksgiving. Uh, Psalm 149 verse 3, let them praise his name with dancing 
and make music to him on the tambourine and harp. You know, people shouldn't, shouldn't dance around in church. Really? Well, they're doing what the Bible says. I don't know what you're doing. It doesn't mean you have to dance. Not everybody's like, I know I'm not a, I, I don't, I'm no good at dancing. I won't dance. Um, you know, that's not my thing. Um, where is, I had, you know what? I, I forgot to write down the Psalm. Oh man, I can't believe I forgot to write it down. About how the musicians, if someone, people out there who love me, I have no, oh no, I found it. Never mind, I got it. Psalm, I don't know why I didn't write down. Psalm 68, uh, verse 24. Listen to this. Your procession has come into view, O God. The procession of my God and King into the sanctuary. In front are the singers. After them are the musicians. With them are the maidens playing tambourines. So girls are supposed to play drums. I don't know where anybody thought. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's right, Ori. Carol, I, I love you. Carol, you're always into worship. Um, you know what, Lynn? I think it's like we're, we're kind of a little bit more conservative here. Um, I, I, but you know what? I, I know some people who do like to move around and, and that's great. Praise the Lord in the great, sorry, praise God in the great congregation. Praise the Lord in the assembly of Israel. So there, you know, I don't know how you can read these scriptures and think that we're not doing the music right or we're not you know where it's man-made or it's it's created by you know the catholic church came up with it the catholic church doesn't even do it that way but anyways and i want to leave you with this quote worship is not the entertainment of man but the exaltation of god thank you carol i appreciate it yes past oh pastor steve's here he is um very conservative it's true um lisa says I need space when I dance. Okay, John says there's no room. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe you guys should... Okay, Pastor Steve might get mad at me for this. Maybe you guys should, like, come out into the aisles, come to the front and, and dance. <laughs> this might be my last broadcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks, Lisa. You're, I appreciate that. Um, you know, hey, come, come out of your seat. Um, you're right, Dom. That's why I don't, I don't dance. Um, come out of your seat and just like, you know, cause this, it's all, it's all biblical. <laughs> okay. Pastor Steve says it's okay. Um, so worship, it's not for entertainment of men. So that's why when, when church music, <laughs> that's okay, Mary Ellen, you know, we're all, um, I try peanut. We're all, um, <laughs> You guys are the best. Um, so so when it when it turns into a concert or when it's like, you know, you're marveling at the skill of the musicians and wow, um, you know, I want their autograph afterwards. I, I am. That's why when someone says I, I'm a good drummer and I say thank you because the Lord gifted me with it. It's, it's a Lord's gift. It's not me. Lord knows I never practiced as much as I should have. And uh, that's, <laughs> I, I, I should have practiced way more. But it's the Lord's gift and his anointing um, that, that he gives to us to enable us to play skillfully. 
But if you're if you're like coming up and oh I'm gonna get their autograph and and you know you don't go unless a particular musician is there and and you look at it as if as if you're going to a concert then you don't understand why you're worshiping. Worship is not entertainment; it's exaltation of God. And so if you come in there with uh thanks Lou, well, Lou you're a drummer too so I don't know about that I never heard you play. Um, you know if you come in with a posture. Um, thanks, Pina, man. You guys are all so, um, so kind. You're right, Sheba. It is about pointing the praise back to, to Jesus. I don't know, Lou. I, I, I'm anointed to play on Sunday mornings, but if you like put me on like a rock band, then they wouldn't want me because I only know how to play church songs. Um, the Lord literally created me to be a church drummer because I don't do anything else. This is obviously a, I have more viewers at this topic than most other topics. So I, I could see that this was a, a timely message um, and something important. Um, and I hope that you, you learned something. I hope that you uh, uh, gleaned something from this. And, and you know, um, praise, praise is extremely important. Um, and we have to, you know, it, it's all for the glory of God. It's all to exalt the name of the Lord. Um, and worship, it does edify the saints. So it, it worship, it basically does two things. It exalts God and it edifies the saints. It's not to um, exalt a person. It's not to, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's not about like, oh, it's not about making people famous. Wow, look at that musician. Because you know what ends up happening? You, you know the musician by their name and stuff like that. But it's like, it, it becomes less about God and more about them. But that's not what this is about. Our, our, it, it's for the Lord. And yes, it does edify the saints. Um, like, you know, like, like in Colossians, um, like it says in verse uh, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in, dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Oh, we should only do hymns. Nope. No, hymns are great. Psalms, which we sing a lot of uh, songs that are psalms. Hymns and spiritual songs. That's New Testament. In case you're like, well, you read a lot of the Old Testament. Well, that's New Testament. So there you go. Um, so so it... it, it yeah, that is, I like that is a great song. Anything that glorify, I love all the songs that glorify God, that declare the greatness of God. Um, those are those are great, those are great songs, you know. And music, music draws people in. Music is a great way, and that's why a lot of times if I invite someone to church and they're skeptical, I'm like, well, you could see me play drums. So it's kind of like it's a way to draw them in. But but the glory all goes to God. It's all for the Lord. Um, you know, it's not about, about us being famous musicians or whatever. And, and we, we release songs and we write songs and we record songs for the edification of the saints. Because the worst thing that you could do as a church musician is provide the congregation nothing to, for the rest of the week. And then what? And people love music. So what are they going to do? They're going to turn on the radio. They're going to turn on... Um, what is there music channels on TV? I don't even know. And listen to all the garbage out there. So that's why it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't uh, uh, write songs and put your name on it. 
Well, they whoever wrote the song, it's it's okay to have their name on it. It's if you read the Psalms, it says Psalm of David. So you know. So, anyways, people are very like particular about weird things, but it's never scriptural. Um, yeah, you're right, Shiva. Any music to God that is pure and found in Scripture, absolutely. I oh my, bro, I will celebrate. Wow, that brings me back. We used to do that song. Um, we used to do that song back in the day at Fob. Wow, good times. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we should encourage the musicians because you know they. We put a lot of you know what you see. Um, on the platform is a result of a lot of work behind the scenes. So absolutely, it's great to encourage. And that's why I don't mind. If I'm not one of those people that if you say I'm a good drummer, I'm like, oh, you know, it's not about me. I say thank you. Thank you because, uh, you know, yeah, God, God gifted me uh, with an ability to play drums and I'm using it for his house, for his glory. So it's okay to say thank you. And it's okay to encourage people. But we don't, we can't make music about people and i i i have to say i feel that that's kind of what's happened with you know christian music now that it's kind of more about the people than it is about god you know and and i i mentioned how i love um charity gale she's a great why because she's an anointed songwriter and an anointed worship leader and i listen to her songs not because i want to see her but because i i want to sing the songs because they're very anointed so it's okay to encourage. It's okay to like certain artists. You you can. They're they're there for the for the glory of God for the for your edification. But if we make it about people, we're losing the focus. And a lot of times that's what ends up happening. You go to concerts because you want to see the people, not because you want to praise. And maybe that was a word for somebody, but a lot of times you're like, "Oh, I can't wait." If it was the same song, by a different person you wouldn't care you want to see the particular artist anyways maybe that was a word for someone um let's pray i'm gonna say two prayers tonight the first one is if you you know you i'm reading all this scripture and talking about uh being in covenant with the lord and and all of that <laughs> i think I, I think i expressed my thoughts enough mary ellen right but i'd love to hear your thoughts um you know, and you're probably maybe thinking to yourself, I, I don't know if I'm in covenant with God. I don't know um, if I'm living my life for the Lord. Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity tonight um, to make your life right with God. You know, we're, we're, you could tell um, that this is, this is the last days, final moments of the last days. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And you will spend eternity in one of those two places. And if you want to, if you want to spend your eternity with all of us singing and praising the Lord every day, it's going to be one giant, great music praise party. Then pray this prayer with me and have your eternity secured. Repeat this after me out of your mouth. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Say, Father, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. Now I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I commit my life to you. Thank you, Lord. I am now saved. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, um, 
be sure to message this account or message me because we'd love to hear from you.